You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. I read something on Instagram the other day that spoke about 2023 being the year that a lot of people who have been knee deep and sometimes over their head in spirituality are going to put it down. They're going to let it go. They're going to no longer resonate in their soul with spirituality and say, eh, no more. And that's not bad. That's not a negative thing. If you guys haven't already picked up, I've kind of done that in 2022. I'm still very much looking for the repeating numbers. You know, as I look for places to live in Denver, I am looking at the house number, but it's no longer a reason to explain my life, so to speak. We can't deny there's this undercurrent of energy that is working behind the scenes at all times. Religion and spiritual beliefs are so strong, you just can't deny it. And so there was a piece of me that thought, I don't want to be, you know, looking at the astrology, which we'll talk about in this episode, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of change coming and it's not bad change at all. It is a collective cultural shift. And I don't know if Lightworkers Lounge, the name fully embodies who I'm becoming and collectively what I want to be known as, but the name is just so good. And the the double L's, like it's just me. And so it always will be. And I'm going to stand rooted like an old oak tree since 2018. And I'll just let the winds of these change coming move me around, but never uproot me. Never let me forget where I came from, which is the incredible name Lightworkers Lounge. Because I still wholeheartedly believe that every person with a pulse is a light worker. And whether you're awakened to it or not, you came here to shine the light on our current collective's evolution through your individual interactions and relationships. With that said, I know a lot of you who follow me on Instagram are like, are you going to tell us the story of Denver this weekend? Because we're waiting for the juice. <laughs> we're waiting for the tea. That's going to be its whole, an entirely new episode that I'll record with JL because it involves him too, of course. But then we just found out that our current place we live in is covered in mold. And I don't want to foreshadow this episode with that. So yes, this week there will be some tea for you guys of what the F happened. I think I'll title it, When You Try to Go Against Mercury and Mars Retrograde. (laughs) Big no-no. But this episode is going to be all about 2023 astrology. Oh boy, do we have a lot on the way. 2023 is a seven-year What that means is you add up 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 3, it equals the number 7. Spiritual completion of time of solitude for contemplation. And that really ties into the astrology of 2023. There are many things happening in this episode for the sake of not making your head spin. I'm just going to go over the major ones. And there's normally not this many major transits in a year. So 
although there may not be a lot going on in the smaller sphere of astrology, in the big leagues, there's a lot. So let's just begin with right now as I record this. It's January 3rd. Happy New Year. Mars and Mercury, Mars, planet of action, motivation, initiation. Mercury, planet of thinking, speaking, communicating, are retrograde. Ooh. New year, new me, set intentions, make your resolutions, and then on the first of the month, you go after them, right? Wrong, says the stars. If you're feeling stuck, motivated, but not energetic to go after it, if you're feeling confused, if you didn't even write resolutions because you're like, yo, this holiday is just so outdated and washed out, that's okay. I am here as your big sis to tell you, It's all good. Sit and feel those feelings. Because Mars and Mercury moving backwards in the sky until January 18th, there is no new year, new me. There is, oh my gosh, what just happened in the month of December? Taking in all the overstimulation on social media, people who are truly having a good time, and then the people who are just betraying they are. The people who are vulnerably sharing their pain and their grief and their loneliness. Oh, that makes my heart hurt for them. It's a lot. I personally think next year, and moving forward since technology is not going anywhere, I'm going to set a boundary and maybe after my birthday, December 6th, just go off social media until like February 1st. And just, whoo, it's a lot swirling in those ethers. And remember that, what I just said, because it's going to tie into this astrology of 2023. But Mars and Mercury are retrograde until January 18th. This simply means you don't want to make any big moves. You don't want to sign a contract, at least to myself, unless you absolutely must. My home is covered in mold. It is a must. Can I expect the new place I move into to maybe have like some issues with the refrigerator needs replaced or something like that? Maybe. And you know what? I am more than willing to ride through that uh, moment because it's still a moment of great privilege and abundance than sit and stay because of the stars. But we're just feeling low. We're feeling tired. We may feel energy to go after things, but those things aren't happening. And we're like, I put so much effort into this. Why aren't I seeing results? It's not time yet, honey. It is a time to rest and relax. And I know it's felt like that for a long time, right? But until January 18th, can you promise me you won't make any big decisions? You won't break up with someone, nor will you agree to marry someone. You won't sign a contract or end a contract. You'll look over everything. You'll sit and have discussions with people before you make big decisions. And you won't go full speed towards your resolutions and your intentions until January 18th. You'll work with the stars, not against them. If you try to, just make sure you're strong and have the stamina to paddle upstream rather than flowing with the current. All right, get your pen, get your paper, get ready to remember this. Here are the big things happening in 2023 astrology. Number one is Pluto. 
Pluto is the planet farthest out in our solar system. And so this is what we call a generational placement. I was born in 1988. I am Pluto in Scorpio generation. Pluto stays in a sign for 15 to 30 years. That's a long time. So his effect on the collective and individual is really, really big. You know, the birth chart wheel is broken up into 12 homes, houses, homes. <laughs> They're broken up into 12 houses. And so wherever Pluto is transiting is where you're going through a death and rebirth, where you're really experiencing change to grow and evolve and master, ultimately master, that area of life. And because he moves so slow, he's only going to transit like three to four houses of the 12 in your lifetime. And so a really cool exercise to get to know this, this lifetime soul blueprint for yourself is to see what house Pluto is in in your chart and then look at where he's transited because those are the areas of life. Again, you're really being asked to go through pain to perfect. Okay. So let's speak collectively. Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. Pluto, planet of death and rebirth, in the sign of Capricorn, structure, government, rules. Ooh, what happened in 2008, my American friends? We had one of the biggest stock market crashes and the banks and the mortgages. I, at the time, was at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, studying hospitality because my goal was to use that degree as a conduit to open a bed and breakfast in my beloved Key West and live happily ever after. And so when I went there, I was like, I want to learn from the best of the best. Where else to go but the city of hospitality, Las Vegas. But when the stock market crashed and the mortgage issue happened, they raised tuition in Nevada for out-of-state students to over $50,000. That was not in my budget, being raised by a single mom. And so I did not want to take out that many student loans, neither for that. And so I remember I started classes my second semester, but when they bumped the price up, I said, forget it. I'm not going to continue going to these courses knowing it's not going to apply to anything because I am not coming back. And so I abruptly left and flew home to New Hampshire, so sad, so confused. I didn't get my menstrual cycle for nine months because I was so bummed. It was like I mapped out in my mind the path to get to my dream. Big Capricorn energy. And it got squashed, blown up. And I had to start from square one. This is big Pluto and Capricorn energy that has been swirling around us collectively since 2008. Since then, we've begun to question university systems. Why do we have so many student loans? You know, we've been to question, we started to question big banks, interest rates. We are so far in an industrialized system that Capricorn loves because it's structured, it's rules, that now we're craving a farm. We want to start our own rules and live on land that us and our like-minded community create. We don't want to be in the cities anymore. We're saying, fuck that. We don't want to commute to an office to work for somebody else, Capricorn. We want to be our own 
Capricorn boss and work for ourselves from home so we can tend to all the things you have to, like errands and childcare and taking care of a home that's ours. We're questioning our food system, our healthcare system, health insurance. We're questioning public school. I think I read this year that the rates of people, our students signing up for public school is the lowest it's ever been here in America. We're questioning our political system, our government. Is it rigged? Do they actually want what's best for us? What is actually going on behind the curtain? I think there's also a poll that most American citizens do not trust the government. I think I can speak for Canada as well with this whole COVID stuff, right? COVID really showed us the structure of our world. Big Pluto and Capricorn. So this Pluto, death and rebirth of old structures. And in order for them to die and be reborn, we have to look at why, the why they need to die. And now the Pluto gauntlet gets handed over into Aquarius the sign of rebirth into something brand new. So here you go, your first big transit of 2023. Pluto enters Aquarius on March 23rd, 2023. I remember when we moved into this space, um, our lease went because we were reading the contract and it went to 3-23-23. And I didn't study the astrology for 2023, of course, because I was still in 2022. But I thought that date just jumped out of the paper and just grabbed my attention. And I thought, was it just the threes and the twos repeating? Like, what is this? And now that I see the astrology of March alone coming up, I'm like, oh yeah, big collective shift. So Pluter, Pluter, Pluto is entering Aquarius 3-23-23 until June 2023. And then it'll retrograde back into Capricorn. But then finally, on January 21st, 2024, it will be in Aquarius for a whopping 20 years. So all the babies born in the next 20 years are going to be Pluto and Aquarius generation. And it makes me smile because I think it's going to be so cool. A wave of rainbow babies. Just fascinating. So when Pluto enters Aquarius, it is a rebirth of all of the things I just said. A rebirth of our university systems. A rebirth of healthcare, public school, food system, the government. Aquarius loves human rights, especially female human rights. So I'm going to call it and say, expect to see the first female president here in the United States in the next 20 years. I would even go as far as saying the next five. It's a big time of replacement of men at the top. You know, Capricorn rules the rich white man. Capricorn rules all the rich white men on the back of our quarters and our dollar bills. That is big Capricorn energy. Aquarius says, I want Native Americans on the American flag. I want to see women on the back of money, and I want to see a world where women are now in power. If we have to stick with 1% of the world owning most of the wealth, I want it to be women. But ha, Pluto and Aquarius says, no way. We have got to fix the very unequal distribution of wealth in this world and put it in the hands of better people. I'm telling you, this face is just as powerful as my voice is making it sound. 
Mm. Aquarius also rules things like transgender, LGBTQ. You can expect this to become a hot topic in our world. It rules the internet and technology, which is something a lot of astrologers are really looking into because, you know, technology and the internet is still very new. And why Aquarius rules that? Someone once asked me, it might have been JL, why does Aquarius rule technology? Why not any other sign? Well, they're the sign of invention. They're the sign of improvement, of new age. And so it makes perfect sense that they would rule the internet. So with Pluto and Aquarius, we can expect incredible things like first female president, um, completely rebirthing a new food system, uh, education, healthcare system that is equal for all. But with all of this is going to come shadow sides because, guys, there are shadow sides to absolutely everything. You can't escape it. Embrace it. But with Pluto and Aquarius, you know how you can think of something? I can think, I bet you if I were to open my Instagram right now, I will have because of the discussions and the thoughts of the day, so many targeted advertisements for mold. Guarantee. I feel like I sound crazy when I say this, but I know I'm not because you guys have agreed you've experienced this. I can be using the restroom and think, oh, dang it, there's no more toilet paper. And I will get toilet paper ads on my phone. And I don't say it to my partner. I don't talk about it. It is literally in my head. Maybe my phone sees me in the restroom and thinks, oh, she needs to, I don't know. But why we think of something and then get an advertisement, what is going on there? What is going on? That is going to be revealed with Pluto and Aquarius. I think there's laws right now where you cannot have targeted ads to kids who are 13 and under. It's illegal. You can expect more debates and discussions and laws around issues like that popping up. There's artificial intelligence out there that JL just introduced me to. It's something where you can type like how to build a house and this artificial intelligence will scour the internet and get the best links and videos and how to's and show you exactly how step by step. If you think sitting in a university classroom, taking tests Listening to someone who has a degree but no experience is going to stay? Nope. Now, being a Sagittarius, I love university. I love education. I really value the the worth of a classroom. Being around like-minded people and debating and discussing, it's so beautiful. But with the internet and YouTube and all these how-tos, how many people do you know like skimp on going to therapy or seeing a psychologist because they go on Instagram or TikTok and watch these incredible videos, yet sometimes toxic, about self-help? I'm going to guess and predict that university and the school system are going to be unrecognizable if not completely gone in the next 20 years. So overall, with this 20-year transit starting 3-23-23, expect events that force us to unite because Aquarius wants fairness for everyone in the world. Right now, after the Pluto and Capricorn years, I think it was there for, gosh, 15 years, we are so divided Tell me why the world has more people, more humans walking it than it ever has before, yet more p- 
people choosing to exit this world due to loneliness or feeling outcasted. We've got to solve that problem, and if we can't, Pluto and Aquarius is going to bulldoze through and do it for us. We are going to have to agree to disagree, and we're going to all have to zoom, zone out, zoom out, big picture here, and see that all we want is health and happiness for ourselves and our loved ones. How can we reach that? No matter our religious and political beliefs, how can we come together and reach that? Fortunately and unfortunately, it will take probably, honestly, catastrophic events for us to realize what really matters. Because imagine a hurricane hitting the Florida coast and there's floods. Do you think people go up to a door where there's an elderly person screaming for help and say, uh, Biden or Trump? Oh, Biden, sorry. They don't do that. Do you think they see a transgender kid drowning in water and just say, freaking trans? No. Human instinct and nature kicks in and they save that person. That is big Aquarius energy that we collectively are going to be forced to usher ourselves into in order to experience the fruits of the rebirth of all of these systems. The next big transit is going to be Miss Saturn herself. I would say she's like the cousin of Pluto because Pluto is like big daddy of change. Saturn is like the hall monitor who makes sure people are doing their change. Pluto's like the Lord, the Bowser of Mario, if you will. Saturn, hey, if you guys have your Saturn in Pisces, Happy Saturn return. Here you go on the roller coaster at the top about to woo. And you're scared at first and you think it's going to be bad. But then once it's over and your hair's all over the place, you're like, can we do it again? I promise you guys, your Saturn return is not as bad as you think it is. And if you're shaking in your boots, come see me, invest in a reading. We'll talk about it. And I will show you based off of your individual chart that it's not so bad. Saturn is moving into Pisces after a two and a half year transit through Aquarius. Good job, my Saturn and Aquarius friends. You survived. You did it. Don't you feel so much stronger? Take some time to reflect, if this is you, about how far you've come in just two years. I'm so proud of you. Saturn is moving into Pisces on March 7th, 2023, and will be here until February 2026. Cool. It is time to get serious, Saturn, about your dreams, Pisces. Pisces rules all things spirituality. Pisces is lightworkers lounge, twin flames, sage sticks, yoga, tantric sex. This is sound bowls, hertz frequencies, quantum physics. This is all big Pisces energy. Saturn is ruled by Capricorn. So this is structure discipline. You know how JL and I say, feet on the ground, head in the stars. That phrase is Saturn in Pisces. It is time to apply self-discipline to your dreams, to your spiritual practice. This is going to be a very big year of you finally being in your quote-unquote villain era year. I say year, but it's two and a half years. Being in your villain era no longer being a people pleaser and letting people walk all over you. 
No longer allowing people who are not helping you reach your goals and your dreams to be in your sphere, in your vicinity, on your phone. Feet on the ground, head in the stars. Can you use astrology to your benefit yet still play your part as a 3D human being? Saturn and Pisces. A lot of people will stop associating with spirituality or completely change their belief system. I would imagine when you combine this flavor with Pluto and Aquarius, a lot of people who have resonated with organized religion are going to move into astrology because astrology is not a spirituality, it's a science. And I think a lot of people are going to now resonate with it more and more. Individually, though, no more excuses. No more saying I'm overwhelmed. No more saying I just am not in the right headspace. I can't do it. I've got kids. I've got a husband, a wife. I've got no more. With this transit, a lot of people, all of us, me included, are realizing we have to save ourselves. If we are not happy in our relationship, we can either speak up or we can leave it. If we don't have a career we love, we either say, well, in order to get what I've never had, I must do what I've never done, even if I'm grinding my teeth or shaking with a dry mouth all the way through it. I have to do it. Saturn. Pisces, mindless behaviors, scrolling on social media. Again, combine this with Pluto and Aquarius. No more. We've got to see you guys hear me harp and harp and harp. It is like my intuition has felt these transits coming. What are you taking in on your phone? What are the last three things you took in on Instagram before listening to this? Do you even know? If you don't, guys, that's bad. Even if it was cute puppy videos and a recipe, what is that doing to your psyche? Taking in so many things that you don't even remember because you're so inundated. I actually remember the last thing I saw before I recorded this. It was a reel one of my friends made, and she was talking about how in this internet and social media society, we are now so used to dopamine hits that when times are uncomfortable or we're bored, there's no stimulation. We don't know how to sit in that. We don't know how to sit in silence. We don't know how to sit with our hot cup of tea or coffee and just look out the window. It's bad. We don't know how to wake up and not grab our phone or look at an alarm or check the weather or Alexa, tell me this. It's, it's beautiful that we have these amenities and these luxuries to make life the way it is, but yin, yang, too much of anything is never good. There has to be balance. Pluto and Aquarius, Saturn and Pisces, this is both these things. We have to learn to live with these internet and technological luxuries, but also have our hands in the dirt, growing our own food. Use the internet to find the best gardeners and how they do it, but then put all that shit away and spend the rest of the day in your greenhouse or your garden, growing food for your family right? We've got to combine Capricorn with Aquarius, Capricorn with Pisces. We've got to combine old school with new school. We've got to combine tried and true with invention and innovation and meet in the middle. 
With Saturn and Pisces, you can expect advancement in cannabis, using mushrooms for mental health improvement, or people succumbing to addictions, overdosing. I always worry about my people who have Saturn and Pisces. I know you guys love your frequency shifters, but you must form a healthy relationship with them and do them when you're in good company or when you're alone in a good headspace. If you're doing them when you're not well, when you're in company that makes your nervous system so frazzled, you need you need a drink, you need a smoke, you need some mushrooms, that's not good and it can be a very slippery slope for you guys. You have to really pay attention to your relationship with substances. I wrote this down in my notes here that I think is a really good analogy. Um, when you're on Instagram, we all see it, wedding announcements, but pregnancy announcements you can follow a woman for so long and you can have your sneaking suspicions when maybe she wakes up with a puffy face one day or maybe her period that month is making her a little soft looking or maybe you notice she hasn't had champagne or wine in the background of her videos or pictures for a while and you can think she's pregnant she's pregnant you guys always ask me especially in 2020 that was the heaviest question I got I thought man am I gaining weight and I don't mind those questions at all. I, I don't, for some reason, they don't bother me. <laughs> but think about that. I've followed so many people that I never guessed were pregnant. So when they post that photo or that video of them playing a cute song and they turn around and face the camera and they got that baby bump and you're like, what? Oh my God, congratulations. Think about that. If they can post on their stories every single day, post on their feed every other day, and you had no clue that they were packing a belly. What else can people hide on social media? Saturn and Pisces, March 7th, 2023 to February 2026. Now the final big transit happening in 2023 is our lunar nodes, our north node and south node are moving from Scorpio and Taurus. Whew, guys, we're off the chopping block. And they're moving into Aries and Libra. To my Aries, Libra, Capricorn, Cancer people, dun, dun, na, na, you're going through some changes. This is awesome. This begins July 18th, 2023. And it will last until January 11th, 111, 2025. The North Node is moving into Aries. The South Node is moving into Libra. The North Node is where we're going. The South Node is where we came from. And this perfectly plays in to Saturn and Pisces. I love how the astrology is just compounding on each other. It's so cool. So Aries is I. Libra is we. Aries is duels, Libra is duets. I read that online from a really cool astrologer named Ashley. Aries is me, myself, and I. Libra is let's get a tandem bicycle and ride together. So when the north node is in Aries and our south node is in Libra, from July 18th until January 2025, we are being asked can you choose yourself and not worry about people thinking you're selfish? Can you set firm boundaries with your partner, your friends, your family, 
about who you are and what you will and will not tolerate and what feels good for you and not just going to the party because it's what you're supposed to do, can you do that? If you're of age, 18 to 19 years ago was when we last had the lunar nodes in these signs. What happened? What did you do back then? You are reaping the rewards for what went on back then now. Let me use myself as an example. Let me just pull up a little calculator. I'm 34. Let's do minus 18. I was 16 years old. 16, 15, 16, minus 19. Yeah, I was 15, 16 years old. Oh, boy. I got my driver's license. Ah, I got my driver's license and I got a job and I was a DJ. And all of a sudden it went from like asking other people for rides or being really reliant on my mom. We, and it turned into I, I have my driver's license and I can go wherever I want. I have my first job. So I can go out to eat where I want, when I want. I can go to the mall and buy clothes and not have to ask my mom for permission huge so cool so if you're of age again I know I have a lot of young listeners who are like uh, I was two that's great <laughs> I began to walk and detach from my mom just check it out think about that but when the nodes are in Aries and Libra we are really going from a we perspective to an I now I do worry about this a little bit with the Pluto and Aquarius because we are supposed to be coming together as a we but with this transit, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think we're going to have more divisive conversations before we can finally say, okay, this is too much. Let's come together as a we. As a we where we still feel like we're an individual yet part of a unit. And most of all, can we fight for love? I think a lot of people who go through divorces it's because you lose yourself. I know for a fact. It's because you lose yourself. Especially women. We are such nurturing, giving creatures by default that we get the man and the ring and then we get the baby and the babies. And all of a sudden we wake up and say, wait, wait, who am I before Mrs. Smith? Who am I before Mama? Who is that person? She still wants to be a mom. She still wants to be a wife. But who is she? Can you now set boundaries that will definitely irk your children and your husband and, you know, vice versa for you, your wife and your family, whatever your situation may be? Can you now set boundaries that, yes, will shock people to choose you again? Because what we don't realize is when we're selfish with our time, I don't even like to use that word selfish, just when we choose us, it's not even for that long. We just want to go away for a minute. We just want to go do a hobby for us. Instead of give, 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 overgive, be codependent on our children, on our partners, our family. When we say, no, I'm not going. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do something that really feels good and right for me. We come back a really good partner, a really great friend, a lovely husband or wife, a really attentive, present mom or dad as a result. And so this is the energy you can expect with the nodes in Aries and Libra. I personally love it. I love relationships, but I love individuality. 
What keeps a relationship sexy, fun, passionate is this exact dynamic. Is, can I choose myself? I love when Jaya looks at me and says, no, can't make it. Nope, can't do that. Uh Uh-uh, won't do that. You know, at first my inner child was like, you love me. But then in five seconds, I'm like, wait, that was actually sexy. Because I've had a partner that was, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Okay, uh-huh, yes, I will. Of course, I will. And it's like, oh, you're not very masculine. You're not an individual. I'm an individual. I try to be as best as I can. And I want someone who also is. I always tell JL, it, like, hey, don't ever lose yourself in our relationship. Be you. Because that's what I fell in love with you for. And he fell for me in the same regard. I was a woman with passion, drive, ambition. I was independent from him. I have my own money. I can support myself. So I don't want him. Wait, I don't need him. I want him. And he felt that. And so we always remind ourselves. Because often in relationships, you find after a while You start to bicker and pick apart the very thing you fell in love with them for. Think about that. And so it's so important to remember, why did I fall in love with this person? What initially attracted me to you? Do you still fan that flame for them? Aries, Libra, North Node, South Node. If you guys want to see how these transits are affecting you personally with your birth chart, Get your birth certificate out, call or text your mama, and go to lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on our birth chart readings. I now have a section, if you're confused about which one of the seven, there's a lot, to pick from, where you can swipe through this little slideshow, see which one feels best to you. But come see me, invest in a reading, private, one-on-one on Zoom, and we'll talk about where the nodes are heading off in your chart, what areas of life you're going to be really called to choose you. And also, what Pluto and Aquarius, what area of life it's hitting off for you, and of course, Saturn. Where is she transiting in your chart? Where do you got to apply some self-discipline? Again, to become the master. All of these transits are helping you enjoy life more. Are you thriving right now? Are you doing phenomenal? I'm willing to bet the answer is no. Even if you're doing great, you're not thriving. We never really are, let's be honest. But we can use these tools to just make it through the tough times with a little more ease and then also use it to become our best selves that we possibly can be. Because life doesn't have to be in continuous survival mode in pain. Life truly, I'll bet all the shitty times that are inevitable, can be enjoyed. With that, I'll see you guys soon again this week. Good luck with your astrology in 2023. Don't forget... We're opening Cosmic Coconut Astrology Club, we'll call it. More on that later. But go to our website, invest in a reading, use code gratitude for your podcast discount, and I will see you guys later this week. Bye.